millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, with too much air now, I've got to be honest. I mean, everyone seems to be shaving their head now. I just can't do that. I mean, I've, I've got to either. It's like when you grow a beard, you know, you go through that itchy stage. And I'm thinking, right, do I go through the my hair looks terrible stage to get to the, oh, I look a little bit like Lawrence Laurel and Bowen stage. But then, why would I want to? I don't know, maybe I'll just shave it off. Cundy's done it. Well, he shaved both bits off. Anyway, I digress. Me and him, by the way, back tonight from 10pm on the Sports Bar. Andy Goldstein's one. Let's start with the weekend sports breakfast show with Georgie Bigham and big Tony Cascarino. And Cass was saying that a lot of footballers do donate to charity, but keep quiet about it. I had a conversation with Joe and the other half this week, and we were talking about players and money and, you know, donations, and he trying to explain that deducting it from their wages and paying the tax on it is still what the players want to do, and it's up to them whether they, you know, want to go and donate more from their salary after they they had their tax deductions. And we started talking about, you know, people like Gary Lineker who have made donations. And you can be damned if you do and damned if you don't because yeah, then sure. once you say, I'm going to donate this, well, you're only doing it because of, you know, you want to be seen that you're doing something and it's good publicity for you and all this. And it's like, it's well. And you do have a right as a footballer, you know, to be discreet. As a person, like Georgie, any of us. And so well, the conversation ended up going, so my, my Joe said to me, so have you donated? Well, I said, I've never ever said what I've done. I said, I can promise you it's quite a lot of money. Over what? So I then told her all what I, you know, in, over the years. And I wasn't trying to do it in, I said, I just wanted to be anonymous. I didn't want people to know. Yeah. I said, there's a lot of footballers like me that would go, yes, I'm prepared to do that. Yes, I'm going to give to the London Ambulance. Yes, I'm going to give to the Make-A-Wish Foundation in, in Ireland or, or something, just but, loads of different... But that's like, that, I mean, that's like life is. Really, of course it, it is, Georgie, but isn't, haven't we got the right? You know, it, it, I feel like anybody who's in the public eye feel like if they're doing something, they're being accused and like a conspiracy theory that they're doing it for a reason... But if you don't say nothing, and many footballers I do know have, have kept things very under wraps because they don't want it out there. No. They just say, I'll do this and whatever and leave it there. Now, we had the very sad news on Sunday that Sir Sterling Moss had passed away at the age of 90. His close friend, the F1 journalist Morris Hamilton, joined the Sunday exclusive to pay tribute to his friend 
and spoke of the respect between the drivers in the 50s and 60s due to the danger involved in the sport. They would be sitting with fuel tanks behind them and around them and the tanks was literally just a metal tank. There was no rubber bag cells like we've got today. The, the biggest thing was fire and what the drivers had to hope was because they were sitting so high at the rear that they would get thrown out of the car. They didn't wear seatbelts, obviously, so you had to hope that you would get thrown out, but the cars would, if they had an accident, they would fold over you if you if you were trapped inside. So it, it, was, a, it was a very dangerous uh, period. But Moss, strangely enough, he, 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 knew, he understood that. I mean, for him, and he actually said this, well, I, I had a, an interview with him, the last long interview I had with him was in 2012, and we were talking about the dangers, and he, his attitude was he, he liked that extra edge that the danger would give you, and he said it also bred more respect uh, among the drivers because you knew if you banged wheels or tanked wheels, one of you could get badly hurt, possibly you, you, it would be the end of you. So you, you had more respect for your fellow competitors, and because also uh, that so many of them were lost, there was a, a bond between them which you wouldn't necessarily get amongst the drivers today. And sadly, it wasn't just Sir Sterling Moss that we pay tribute to. The former Chelsea goalkeeper, Peter Bonetti, also passed away at the age of 78. Former blues winger, Clive Walker, also joined Mark Saggers, Danny Mills and Ray Houghton to pay his respects. We have to all take our heart to Gordon Banks. You know, that, that was probably one of the, if not the greatest goalkeeper we've ever had. And Peter was just behind him and equally on his day as good as and um, blessed I suppose in a way that we had great goalkeepers around at that time and uh, Peter was unlucky not to get a lot more caps than he did having said that I don't think he would ever look back and say he was disappointed to the fact that he didn't get more caps because I think he would look back and you you pointed out Ray 700 plus matches for Chelsea you know 200 plus clean sheets uh, England caps, you know, who who would want for more? I think he would have been very humble and very very grateful for the games that he played. Well, one of the, I just seen a stat there, and I didn't know this, Clive. You probably know better than I, but he was part, and he was part of the England squad in six. He, he got he eventually got his medal in two thousand and nine. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, um, he was unfortunate because he didn't obviously play enough games, and uh, I think they, they went about it the FA in a way that eventually certain players did get a, a, a medal. So I think that was something that I think he was massively pleased with. I think it was something that it's a legacy he can leave for his children, you know, those sorts of things. And I think it was thoroughly deserved. Now, even though Hawksbeen Jacobs weren't about over the weekend, we're going to play you the Hawksbeen Jacobs clips of the week. Why is that that weren't on at the weekend? Well, I have no idea. It just says it in front of me. Why, did you forget to do it on Fridays? Mm, probably, yeah. So here are Paul and Andy's Clips of the Week. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Yes, it's time for the Clips of the Week. And we're going to kick off with Laura Woods and Ali McCoist on breakfast chatting about their recent guest, Tyson Fury. If you want to listen to that interview in full, you can go to our website, talksport.com. Ali, how good was he yesterday? Oh, listen, I could listen to him all day, which he's brilliant, isn't he? I just think he's really infectious. That's not a great thing at the moment, really. That's <laughs> not ideal, is it? That's that's not great, is it? Really? Not really. I hope he's self-isolating. <laughs> What's next? It's a caller. It's a caller to the sports bar with Andy and Jason. John's an Arsenal fan. He's first up. Hello, John. Good evening. John. Jonathan. Hello. Hello, John. Hello, John. 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 Hello. 
Yeah, Hello, John. John. keep talking now, John, because we can hear you. Good job. You can hear me now. Yeah. But, John? But, I mean, we, we need more than just, can you hear me now? We, we need more words oh, to right. fall Oh, right. Well, no one told me I was coming on. Jo surely when someone goes, John, you're up next, can you hear us? You go, yeah, I can hear you. Hello, boys. Surely you do that. Well, I wouldn't mind, but my name is James. <laughs> you kind of know that's going to happen, don't you? It, it kind of wasn't his, wasn't his fault, really, boys, was it? it? Oh, you've got to let James off the, or John off the hook there, James. It was brilliant. Um, so back to Will Gavin with news of uh, the football's big financial bailout. The big news undoubtedly dominating the back pages. The announcement by the Premier League yesterday that they are going to be um, advancing £125 to the EFL. It's not going to help, is it? It's, I mean, there's been a lot of pressure on the Premier League, and you can understand why when you hear that. Even if we gave Barry some, that'd be £1.73 per club. Not great, is it? Uh, Andy, I just wondered off the top of my head, have you got any films you're planning to watch over the bank holiday? Yes, I have actually. I've Sky Plus one or two actually. You? Okay. Well, well look, I might do. I've for a while now. I've been thinking, going back, maybe watching films that I'd not seen that have been out for years and kind of great mm. big holes in my uh, sort of cinematic education. And one uh, which I've never seen, strangely enough, which I should have done because it's from 1995, is Braveheart with Mel Gibson, and this must oh, yeah. be a fantastic film. I don't, I yeah, don't, I've heard, I don't know yeah. a great deal about it. I, I know Goffey is a big fan of. He's mentioned before how much he, he loves the film, and he was um, talking about it on Drive the other day. And uh, we're going to play a little clip, but hopefully with no spoilers. It's a great story. Basically, his father and his brother are killed, obviously fighting the English. He goes away to Europe to be educated. Um, when he comes back, he marries his sweetheart. Um, but uh, then that's where it all starts to go downhill. She's captured, tortured, whatever it is. Oh. Sends him over the edge. He then wants to fight the English. He hates the English. He gets caught, <laughs> obviously, when the nobles uh, betray him. Right, he's executed. <laughs> The basically <laughs> end up chopping him to bits and putting him everywhere, and then um, Robert the uh, the Bruce he leads Scotland to victory in the Battle of Bannockburn. Yeah, don't think I'll bother. I think I'll. I feel like I've seen it. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No spoiler alert. Cheers, mate. I know. There's a bit in there, though, when he's describing that. Like, he's always cut up. And Adrian's laughing. I couldn't see what was funny. Oh, he's chopped up into <laughs> chop bits. Chop him up, put him all over the cut. Adrian loved that bit. He loved that. <laughs> was he all that? Uh, so there we are. There's, uh, there's your clips of the week. And you can hear the full clips of the week podcast published every Friday evening. Oh, so it does get out Friday. Yeah, you don't need to rub it in. It's, just move on, shall we? Now, Joe Calzaghi, who's uh, 74, he was responding to Carl Frotch's challenge, who's 68, to come out of retirement and face each other. This was, of course, on Fight Night with Gareth A. Davis, who's 94, and Adam Catchell, who acts like he's 11. Wow, well, it's mad. I'm still living in his head, you know what I mean? It's uh, all these years. It's, uh, hey, it's, what can I say? I've done everything I need to achieve in boxing, you know what I mean? Um, I think most people know, know what have happened. And I know what, what would have happened. I've not really read stuff, um, to be honest. I don't really take much notice of what, especially what he says. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? I don't know what you answer that one. I'm like 48, man. I've been retired 10 years. Right. Listen, I'm happy with my career, like I said, mate. It's, um, but what would you have done, Tim? Just talk us through the fight if it had happened, if you well, hadn't gone on like, to fight mate, those two greats. Yeah. What would have happened in 2007? <laughs> That's obviously different. At the end of the day, like I said, you know, those are my peaks. So, 
Also, when I fly too fast, too sharp, but you know, we said this before, at the end of the day, I think I've been any super middleweight, you know? Um, the only super middleweight I'd have to say probably is Roy Jones at his peak, you know? He was like super, he was like Superman, you know? So, um, I'm not really into the social media, but I'm, I'm pretty old school. So, you know, saying I do this and do that and words don't mean nothing, you know? It comes to actions. So, I've always been old school fighter does a, does a businessman, you know? Time now to turn our attention back to the Weekend Sports Breakfast Show with Georgia Bingham and big Tony Cascarino. Legally, I have to say that it's in some kind of contract somewhere locked in a vault. There's a lot of stuff in that vault, actually. There's a video, or it doesn't matter. Anyway, on the show was the former Ryder Cup captain, Paul McGinley. And he was saying that it's highly likely the Ryder Cup will be called off this year. I think it's a reality that we're all kind of facing at this stage, uh, Georgie. I think, um, you know... um, as this virus goes on and on, I, I mean, my personal view is that once we do come out of lockdown, uh, which hopefully will be sooner rather than later, it's, it's highly likely that the governments around the world are going to put in some strong regulations uh, regarding social distancing, um, regarding international travel, um, and regarding mass gatherings of crowds. So I think that's the interim spot before we get to uh, a stage of either a vaccine or, or, or some you know, way of dealing with, with it other than other than a lockdown mm. um, and, and you know that may put a you know put um, put the right a cup as well as the other major championships on the back foot in terms mm. of A do you postpone till next year B do you do it behind um, uh, closed doors no. or C um, basically <laughs> fingers crossed and hope for the best that all of a sudden there's a vaccine and a miracle cure found in the next two or three months that we can have you know uh, masses of crowds gathering again in September so you know, all of those are on the table at the moment. Nobody's got the answers, but they're the three options. And, yeah. and I, I think it's increasingly looking more likely that it's either going to be behind closed doors or mm. postponed. Back now to Fight Night with Gareth A. Davis and Adam Catchell. They had Frank Warren on the show. Not an easy surname for me to say. Anyway, he was saying that when it's safe, boxing needs to move quickly. I don't really know what that means. Boxing needs to move quickly. It's either A, been written incorrectly on the script in front of me, or B, Frank Warren will probably explain in more detail now. Once this reaches its peak and it, and it levels off and so forth, and we do get the green light, then we need to move quickly. When you look at what's happening in, in football and you look at other sports, horse racing and so forth, even, even UFC, but certainly you know, as far as Britain's concerned, in Premier League and and the champion leagues, uh, sorry, championship and so forth, they're all working very hard now to try and find a solution because financially it's going to kill, kill some of these clubs off. And certainly in the lower leagues, it will do that. And that will be the same in boxing. There will be fighters who just won't be able to apply their trade and they will struggle. So the Boxing Board of Control has got to be as proactive in this as the football authorities um, are doing. I let you into a little secret, gang, that uh, I'm recording these uh, links here at uh, 6.37 on a Sunday evening. And that means the final word is currently on or it's been on or it's going to be on in a minute. I don't really know. So I'll just read out the link in front of me. I don't quite know what it means, but I'll just read it. And hopefully it will make sense when uh, John, who's producing this podcast, puts it all together. So it reads as follows. The final word of the week was left to Simon Jordan. That's, of course, Katie Price's ex-husband. No other business has... 90% of its cost being levied on it by 10% of its workforce. No other business 
has a scenario where it has its employees on fixed-term contracts that it can't flex. Every other industry can sit there and say, okay, what I'm going to do in a time of crisis is, before I go to the shareholders, because the shareholders are going to ask me one thing, as the managing director, chief executive of the business, what have you done to restructure this business? Well, I've restructured the costs. I've streamlined my costs. Every business that you see on the FTSE 100 now is putting out announcements about restructuring their businesses, refinancing their businesses, the only way that football can restructure itself and refinance itself is go to its biggest cost base and say, right, you guys, you shouldn't have to do this. We are billionaire owners, but we've bankrolled these clubs for 20, uh, 10 years, five years, four years. We have, we've paid a lot of money to get the club. Yes, maybe further down the line, someone may come along and buy our football club. But right now, we're bankrolling a football club. The only thing we can do is try. And I don't want to be part of an owner's union that sort of pigeonholes me to having a one-dimensional perspective because the players shouldn't be the answer. But this industry has only one place to go. It has to go to its biggest cost. Football can't change. It tries to change. It tries to say, OK, McDonald's, Primark, Greggs, British Airways... Um, Costa Coffee, whoever else, hundreds yeah. of thousands of employees, these businesses can re react. They can furlough their staff, take millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions off the government. But if a football club dare do it, it's vilified. But if it goes to its players and asks them, it's embarrassed. What is football supposed to do? There you go. Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan. Um, that's all. That's all that's on this podcast. Um, incredibly, uh, John has forgotten to write some kind of link for my show, Andy Goldstein's Trans Europe Express, Sunday nights at the later time, actually, last night at 10pm. I don't quite know. He's either thought, I oh, know, I'll get all these podcast links done quicker and then I can have the night off, or he's forgotten to put it on. My guess is, A, that uh, he's not going to wait up for my show to finish at midnight last night now and uh, cut some bits and pieces up in that. I mean, that's a travesty, isn't it? Just goes to bed early, so he... he let me know. Tweet me at in 5 Let me know if there's Trans Europe Express stuff in this podcast or not. On digital radio and 1089 and 1053 AM, Trans Europe Express on Talk Sport. Chris, are you dancing to this one next to your dishwasher, washing machine, whatever it is? <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> I, I forgot to say, there isn't room enough for a chair, so I'm standing up already. Oh, you're so not. Quite are you? Are you really? You're standing up for the whole two hours? Yep. How hot is it in there? Uh, I've just had to take off my jumper, but it's quite pleasant. <laughs> You know, by the, please tell me by the end of the night when we get to midnight you'll just be standing in that room in your pants please tell me that's the case uh, if I do I'm not going to say <laughs> okay so if I ask you you don't answer then we know that's good one hour later we're all on whatsapp this is how we communicate gang because we're all of course at home for obvious reasons and Chris Parrott put on our whatsapp group absolute sing-along yeah, well, I was going to say the amount of times at weddings or nights out or stag do's you sing along to this. And then I was just mm. thinking how different the current situation is, given I'm surrounded by some pillows in the utility room. Yes. Um, but still, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed the song. Yes, I feel as I should let everyone else know what Andy Brassel just wrote on our WhatsApp group as well. He said that, uh, Chris, you're probably on the washing machine now with your shirt <laughs> off. Uh, if only no because if yeah. I did that I'd knock over all the cushions and then um, this would be a disaster <laughs> well, can I ask the cushions is it is it for soundproofing or comfort no no soundproofing soundproofing right. is it working uh, I mean you tell me basically when I got in here yesterday it was radio <laughs> echo so right. I thought I'll, I'll, I'll try my best to try and make it reasonably professional Okay, well, listen, it, it doesn't sound like you're in a toilet or anything like that, so it's obviously working. Good work. Well done. 
Let me remind you, you can subscribe to the Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcast from Acast, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Freddie Flintoff, how about this, starts his first week co-hosting the Talksport Breakfast Show with the brilliant Laura Woods. That's today, so you might have missed it, but it doesn't matter because it's tomorrow and Wednesday. That's every week, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. And I'll be back tonight from 10pm with the fun boy for the first sports bar of the week. That's it. Thanks so much for listening. Try and have a good day. I know you can. Keep your distance. Don't go out unless you absolutely have to. And we together as a nation will get through this. Oh, yes, we will. We will all be out soon in the pub hugging each other. Not yet. We need to wait a bit, but it will happen. So chin up, everyone. Thanks for listening. Be safe, my friends. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Flimsy stands slowing you down? Well, it's time to upgrade. Armadillo builds durable, North American-made tablet stands and kiosks. We're so confident, we offer a lifetime warranty. So, elevate your business and visit armadillo.com. That's A-R-M-O-D-I-L-O.com and use code ACAST for 5% off. Armadillo. Built to last. Designed to impress.